Hey, Lexi, in the words of 2024 Royal Rumble winner Cody Rhodes, what do you want to talk about? I have no idea. Great. Then let's get the conversation started. Hello and welcome to Lexicon. It is Maddie. Lexi. Dylan. And fresh off our Royal Rumble episode, we got nothing to talk about. Yep. No, we're just, this is kind of an old school episode of the podcast. Uh, we're just going to take it back and kind of talk about various things. We don't have any specific subject. I do have a few different um, lists, quizzes, etc. that I've been saving for a podcast, and I figured this is a good time to go through them. I don't think any of them are wrestling related. Surprise, yep. surprise. And I thought we'd uh, plow through some of those and see if we could make some interesting content. And I thought we'd start with this list from CBR of 10 movie monsters that could defeat Godzilla and 10 that don't stand a chance. All right. This is uh, by Michael Holland from one month ago. Only All one right. month ago. That's what it says. Maybe it was one month ago at, at the time that I bookmarked it. But this was fairly recent. It was around the time that Godzilla Minus One came out. Ah, talking about that. I thought Dylan would, would enjoy this particularly, but I figured you I like Godzilla. He's, he's cool. So we're just going to follow the he's list along, however it's presented in whatever order it's presented, and give our thoughts. All right. Penny, is a, it was updated. I see that updated December 29th, 2023 by Anthony Janetta. Hi. So, uh, with credit given where credit was due. So, Godzilla is either stronger or weaker in Godzilla Minus One. We begin with the Kraken, who they say has the features to win a showdown with Godzilla. How do you feel about the Kraken? I mean, giant squid. No. Could wrap those tentacles around him. Godzilla freaking lives in the water. So does the Atomic blast is... It grabs him. Godzilla goes. Wait, let, 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 let's let's hear the uh, the rundown here. The Kraken is a massive sea monster sporting multiple tentacles and razor sharp teeth. In most cases, various versions of the creature have appeared in several films, notably Clash of the Titans and Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. While Godzilla is gigantic, the Kraken may have him beat. The most famous way someone defeated the Kraken in Clash of the Titans was by forcing it to look at Medusa's head. Classic. Y'all got to see the original Clash of the Titans with me sometime. Love that movie. Definitely not the same. Unfortunately, that. Godzilla's hands are far too large to hold Medusa's head, so it would come down to a hand-to-hand fight, which the Kraken would likely win. Okay, but most of those other people who use Medusa's head didn't have atomic breath. They do rate this one as close. And also, what's it gonna do to him? Bite him? He has scales. I mean, Super tough scales. Crush him with the tentacles, maybe? That, that's what Godzilla would do. So, the old gods are too gargantuan, even for the king of the monsters. I don't know anything about this. That. These are from a Hellboy, apparently. I don't know Hellboy. Me neither. In Hellboy, Russian mystic Grigory Rasputin attempts to open a doorway on Earth to deep space. His plan is to free the old gods, also known as Ogdru Jihad, which are enormous entities inspired oh, like by the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Do what, Dill? Like Cthulhu and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about Cthulhu scales and power. These creatures are so immense that their mere sight induces madness in humans. Conversely, plenty of people have gazed upon Godzilla and retained their sanity. It'll take more than atomic breath <laughs> to kill these gods. Oh, they didn't have a rating of whether... The other one, I thought the other one said close. Yeah. At the end of it. Maybe it was saying close? I thought it was rating. Like, that would be a close <laughs> fight. Maybe I don't it was know. just a typo. Uh, from there, we move on to Pennywise, who <laughs> pose a unique threat to Godzilla. Uh, I mean, Godzilla definitely won't be scared just, of him. I think he just eat Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not scared of Godzilla, it's like, not scared. If you're not scared of Pennywise, he's not really much of a threat. Like, did you see in chapter one? Yeah, like, eight get, kids I, with a baseball bat. I don't one. think Pennywise would be eight kids, so it's eight-year-olds. Well, their argument, here, their argument here is that... Uh, 
Pennywise's main weakness seems to be the ability to overcome fear, which could be an issue for Godzilla. While the monster is seemingly quite brave, he probably lacks the mental capacity to understand what Pennywise is and truly overcome its powers. Oh no, big spider. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't think Godzilla would fare too poorly. I mean, uh, he's yeah. fought King Kador, Mothra, 700 other beasts that I don't know because I don't watch Godzilla movies. Pennywise is destroyed. Absolutely. Next up, the Deadlights could possess Godzilla without De- even knowing. Deadites. Deadites, I'm sorry. This is apparently from Evil Dead. The same Raimi film, know. I've never Evil seen Dead. it. Apologies. Can they yeah, tell us about the Deadites? Yeah, uh, after playing a tape of a man reading aloud from the book, someone accidentally summons ancient Kendarian demons who slowly possess the group one by one. These victims turn into Deadites, bloodthirsty and deformed monsters hell-bent on killing whatever they come across. While an individual deadite likely wouldn't uh, won't pose much of a threat to Godzilla, the demons that spawn them definitely would. It's difficult for anyone, even Godzilla, to fight a disembodied evil force. The fight would probably result in Godzilla getting possessed, which would be terrible news for everyone else. <laughs> I Dear God. The blob could simply envelop and ingest Godzilla. I don't know the lyrics, I'm sorry. It's, it's a catchy song. Okay, but what if the blob catchy. was hit with atomic breath? I don't know. In the movie, people can only stop the blob by freezing it and then dumping it in the Arctic. Interesting. I'm not sure Atomic Breath is going to achieve that. The more that. it eats, the, the larger it gets. A weakness to freezing is a huge problem for Godzilla. His primary weapon is fire like Atomic Breath. Although, I, I, do they try fire on the blob in the movie? I don't know. Did they try to atomize it? It doesn't say so. <laughs> Absolute vaporization. Uh, from there, the kaiju from Pacific Rim have the size and numbers to match up well with Godzilla. Okay. Literally just, Godzilla's a kaiju. Yeah. In Pacific Rim, giant monsters known as kaiju routinely attack Earth. They arrive on the planet through an interdimensional Pacific Ocean rift called the Breach. In response, humanity builds giant robots to combat these monsters. Unfortunately, each kaiju attack becomes increasingly stronger. Eventually, the kaiju begin leaving the Breach two or even three at a time. This increasing force is why the kaiju would seriously threaten Godzilla. He wouldn't be facing solely one monster. An entire army would be waiting for him. Additionally, the kaiju share a telepathic link, so when one dies on Earth, the rest back home learn and adapt. So they'd slowly figure out his weakness and eventually overpower power him. This one is also close for some reason. <laughs> Interesting. But have you considered that Godzilla is king of the monsters? The number advantage would... I was going to say mathematically I mean, if there's like a billion of them. that the Kaiju would easily win. I don't want Pacific Rim. Me neither. I mean, I would think even four or five would be enough to overpower Godzilla. I mean, probably. Potentially even to like two or three. The thing could infect and control the king of the monsters. Could it, though? <laughs> In 1982, John Carpenter unleashed the thing on a group of researchers stationed in Antarctica. An alien life form, the thing can infect a host and slowly replace itself with its own. It can also assume the form of its victims, secretly replacing them one at a time. Sort of blob-like. Yeah. Uh, one advantage Godzilla has is that the thing is vulnerable to fire. Unfortunately, this entity also appears to be hyper-intelligent. While audiences never see the thing absorbing any being larger than a person, there's no reason to think it couldn't do the same to Godzilla. All it would take is a few cells to merge with Godzilla, and it's game over. But Godzilla could win if it's absolutely atomized the thing. Yeah. The Predator loses. No. No chance. (laughs) No. Just no. I was just thinking about the Predator the other day, because we should mention we lost Carl Weathers, who played Dylan in The Predator. 
Also Apollo Creed and Rocky. Um, Grief Karga in The Mandalorian more recently. <laughs> he was Action Jackson. Lots of great film roles. Great actor. So R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. He definitely will be missed. Uh, but one of the movies, one of the first movies that I saw him in, of course, was The Predator. And this list thinks that The Predator has the equipment to take down almost any being, including Godzilla. Some guy covered in mud took out The Predator. <laughs> he is a master murderer. <laughs> in Predator, an immensely powerful alien warrior hunts a military rescue team. Using a combination of futuristic technology and natural abilities, The Predator carefully picks off the highly trained commandos until it's finally beaten by the group's sole survivor, Dutch, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Instead of letting the Dutch... Letting the Dutch... Wow. They really need an editor. Instead of letting Dutch kill it, though, the Predator ignites a massive bomb, wiping out all evidence of his existence. Despite the size difference, it wouldn't be much of a fair fight for Godzilla. Predators have interstellar spaceships, laser cannons, invisibility, and many other monster-killing gadgets. Also, once they learn Godzilla of Godzilla's existence, Predators will surely keep coming, hoping to take home a Godzilla-sized skull for their collection. Okay, all the Predators... Maybe, but have you ever considered atomic breath? <laughs> but would he ever? Would he even see him coming though? Whole space fleet all all wiped out. But he wouldn't even necessarily know they're a threat at that point. Yeah, but like, how much could the laser even hurt him? I've got know. pretty good that, scales. That's a good question. He's been hit by atomic breath before. Different atomic breath. Okay. Have you like seen Mecha Godzilla have or something? Have we watched the Predator together? We've watched the Predator. You watched Not the Predator. me. <clears throat> You're sure about that? Yes, I remember him coming himself a mud. Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty famous. And that, that, that's about as well known as the arm class we've seen between Schwarzenegger and Weathers. You don't have to have seen the movie to know that. They reference it on Mythbusters, so... I couldn't remember if we watched... I know we watched a few we, we Schwarzenegger watched movies. That's probably, at best, my third favorite, Arnold. It'd definitely go behind Terminator and Commando. Probably go behind True Lies, too. Yeah, I, I think Mecha Godzilla probably has lasers and stuff. So like anyway, Godzilla's resistant lasers. And... Moving along in the list, Slither's slugs are too small for Godzilla to pin down. A slug? But like dangerous slugs. <laughs> How dangerous? Right. The alien invasion movie depicts the journey of tiny space parasites that slowly infect a small town. These parasites take over almost any everyone in the city, leaving only a handful of survivors trying to kill this invading force. So it's another blob thing. Like uh-huh. this time, it's just inter- interstellar slugs. They're, they're, you can see them pictured there. Spunked. Okay. They're, they're about a foot long, I say. Big slugs. <clears throat> While Godzilla's size is typically a benefit to him, in this case, it could hinder him. The slugs in Slither are relatively small, especially in comparison to a giant beast like Godzilla. The size difference means Godzilla likely wouldn't be able to see them coming before they infect him. Once that happens, there doesn't seem to be any way for Godzilla to win. Okay, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's accidentally step on them before they but ever all got of them. There's a slithering to him that stomp. Like, how are they going to get him? He's going to be walking through Godzilla, Walmart, and actually step on them. This list definitely seems to favor creatures that can possess or absorb or take over. Yeah, yeah like, half of them is, like, creatures. an entire alien species and parasites. <laughs> uh, you know, Ghostbusters is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, so it's kind of appropriate that we see the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, who this list says is practically invincible. Sure. I think everybody's famous with the giant marshmallow man, who's uh, an, the embodiment of like the uh, the demon that they're fighting in Ghostbusters. They have to think of something, and it, and it assumes that form, and, and Ray thinks of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, so they get the giant... You know, 20-story high marshmallow man. 
Yep. As he appeared in Ghostbusters, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man isn't just a giant, sentient pile of congealed sugar. He's the destroyer the form Gozer takes before killing all life on the planet. From the events in Ghostbusters, it seems the Stay Puft Man may be invulnerable as he survives immolation. He's only defeated when the Ghostbuster team crosses their streams and reverses the flow of the portal Gozer entered through. Godzilla likely wouldn't stand a chance since they don't make proton packs in massive monster Okay, sizes. but you know what they do make in massive monster sizes? Atomic Black! <laughs> but they just point out that they couldn't burn him up. <laughs> so I don't know. But I do want to see Godzilla in a Ghostbuster uniform in a proton pack. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so you see what I'm saying here, right? <laughs> okay, Xenomorph ain't gonna do shit. Oh no! Actually, I think we're into the ones that couldn't. Oh, be yeah, it says okay. aren't sufficient. And we know that we know that the predators can take out. Yeah, the, good luck hugging Godzilla's face. That's it's, like two skyscrapers. Big. You know, we have a Godzilla plushie that comes from a line, and I remember when I picked that one up from the store, they only had two out of the line. It was Godzilla and a Xenomorph. <laughs> it's a really cute Xenomorph, though. Not gonna lie. I know Godzilla's face isn't two skyscrapers big. Godzilla's face is like. A house big. I don't know. Like, our house is Godzilla's face. <laughs> maybe like a... Maybe a bigger house. Maybe. But anyway, Who's the Xenomorphs, of course, are the, the titular creatures in Alien, Aliens, mm, yes. etc. Um, some say largely based on the work of H.R. Guy. Don't think I've seen Alien. Me neither. I mean, I've only seen the third. Well, I, I've, oh. I've seen the second one, and I really... And I only pay so much attention to it. Aliens. But I played Metroid, so close enough. And I, and I saw the third one, and, and that was in it. I never went back and saw the first. I'm not. I'm not a big horror thriller guy. Now, know. Metroids might be able to take out Godzilla, but that's debatable. But anyway, the Xenomorphs from Alien. <clears throat> um, since these aliens have become one of the galaxy's most feared creatures in the Alien, in the Alien, it's just called Alien, or in the movie Alien. Fuck, get an editor. I'm available. <laughs> anyway, in the Alien, sorry, in the movie Alien, the seemingly sadistic android Ash describes the xenomorph as the perfect organism admiring the species for their deadliest traits that yeah, said but not Godzilla a single xenomorph even a queen wouldn't stand a chance against Godzilla even one of the xenomorph's greatest weapons the facehugger is far too small to harm Godzilla it's not even big enough to cover one of his teeth Godzilla could simply stomp out an entire xenomorph hive without even registering the threat yeah makes sense the graboids aren't powerful enough to the defeat Godzilla what the is a graboid uh, apparently they're the critters from Tremors I okay. guess that's one so it looks like a sandworm from Dune. Okay. Graboids first appeared in the campy 90s classic Tremors, where they terrorize a small town in Nevada. These underground creatures track their prey by sensing the slightest vibrations in the ground. They're fast, strong, and can swallow a person whole. Consequently, Graboids wouldn't have trouble locating Godzilla, whose city-shaking path would be easy to track. Still, once they caught up to him, they wouldn't have a lot of ways to deal him significant damage. If humans can kill Graboids with a stick of dynamite, Godzilla's atomic breath would surely evaporate them. Tommy Buth always wins. Pumpkinhead would meet his match against the King of the Monsters. None of these are even close. When a group of teens cause a fatal accident in Pumpkinhead, a grieving father wakes the monster to get his revenge. According to the demon's lore, only hurting the person who summoned it can stop it. Even then, a person can only temporarily halt Pumpkinhead, never entirely destroying it. These features would undoubtedly make a fight between Pumpkinhead and Godzilla interesting. The demon isn't just a mindless beast, so it could figure out how to hurt Godzilla. However, once again, the sheer size of the King of Monsters would be too much for the demon to overcome. Plus, the person who summoned Pumpkinhead will likely get stepped on. So He'll be stabbing at Godzilla's ankles as Godzilla's walking around. <laughs> uh, speaking of more horror camp classics, the Leprechaun's magic likely wouldn't be a enough to Godzilla's strength. 
While it's unlikely Godzilla would ever steal the Leprechaun's gold, if they ever fought, the Leprechaun's magic probably wouldn't be powerful enough to harm Godzilla. If the King of Monsters did take a piece of the Leprechaun's loot, he should probably just let the lizard have it. More aliens. This time from a quiet place could launch an entire army at Godzilla and still lose. Okay. A Quiet Place was one of the most unique and inventive horror films in recent years. The movie depicts Earth in 2020. Pandemic? <laughs> How long before there's a pandemic horror movie? I mean, I know there's been... But I, I was going to say, mean, that has to always, already there, There's definitely movies. If there's not already one made, it's definitely in the works. I mean, there's movies like Outbreak that detail this sort of situation, a deadly pandemic, or even The Stand, is. that's how most of humanity is wiped out because of the pandemic. Yeah. But I'm talking like like something that really kind of turns it on its head and it creates monsters or zombies or something of that effect. Yeah. Too soon since we're still really in the pandemic. I mean, I'm not a horror fan anyway, so I don't need it regardless. Uh, anyway, these creatures have no eyes and hunt solely by sound. As a result, human survivors must live as silently as possible as even the slightest noise can attract these mighty hunters. Because the creatures can hear something as small as a pin falling, they'd have no issue finding Godzilla. Additionally, while they are much smaller than him, if enough of them group together, they could potentially do some damage. Unfortunately, they're also susceptible to extremely loud noises, so Godzilla's patented scream would give him a significant edge. Kobe could probably beat Godzilla. The Wolfman lacks the size and abilities to harm Godzilla seriously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like it's like a wolf, a werewolf. A what? A werewolf. And Frankenstein's monster. What, what are they? They just ran out of movie monsters. Not even. They're back to the classics. They're in a close fight. Jim from accounting has no chance against Godzilla. Oh no, he has all the chance. He's like the only one on this list with a chance. I don't even think Frankenstein's. I mean, I, maybe he's strong, but <laughs> Lil Timmy could not beat Godzilla. Here we go, more universal monsters. The creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> They're like, wait, give me some universal monsters. Let's <laughs> pull up the wiki page of them. <laughs> it's like, there's plenty of things Godzilla can beat. Yeah. Jaws. And, and, <laughs> a shark. <laughs> Literally just a big shark. I think Godzilla just beat him up. That's just a anything, snack. Just, just a big shark. Just a shark. He just grabbed Jaws. Just that was like, just his afternoon snack. You... You got, you got what I need, need but you say it's, it's just a shark, and you say it's, it's just a shark. Oh, baby, you. R.I.P. Bismarcky. Charles is just a great white. I'm not even. I'm <laughs> They're stretching at this point. <laughs> hmm. Sully and Mike from Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University couldn't get a scare from Godzilla. Godzilla, the creature at least as strong as a nuclear bomb, versus the literally just some guys. Yeah, that was that was a sad way to go out. <laughs> what? It was great. In other news, if you nuke Monsters Inc., they'll die. Surprisingly. <laughs> what? Alright, so that wraps up the list of the movie monsters that could and couldn't defeat Godzilla. Um, interesting. Like they say, were warning out they, they were stretching on the couldn't beat, and on, on the could beat, there was definitely a pattern there. Yeah. But interesting nonetheless. Um, I have some more list-centric topics we can go into, or I do have um, 
what a what equates to sort of a personality quiz. Well, I'll, I'll just it's um it's one of those where like pick a movie from every year and we can guess either where you're from or what year you were born in or something like that. Yeah. I have that bookmarked. I thought that could be interesting. Not so much to see the results because I mean, for all I know, it's just data mining your phone or it's just always going to be wrong. It's just clickbait to get you to try it. But yeah. Still, you know, I always like to talk about movies, so mm-hmm. I thought that could be interesting. Or I also have uh, a few more lists on here. Which I can't cover up because I have it on the big screen. So you can, I can't see anything. You can, you can look at them if you want, or you can just tell me if you're more in the mood for a quiz or another list. I wrote a quiz. Surprise me. Okay, well, if you want to do the quiz, I guess I should share it with the two of you. Okay. Alrighty. So, yeah, this is, I'm sure you've seen them advertised on, on social media or when you're scrolling <clears> through the web. Where they say, you know, oh, take this quiz and we can tell when you were born or where you were born or how you were born. Not sure about that last one, but spontaneous <laughs> combustion. Yep. <laughs> this is uh, from Explored Planet. Pick one movie a year, and we bet we can guess your age. So y'all want to give that a shot? Sure. Yeah. Right. I'll copy the link and send it over to both of y'all. Uh, while I'm trying to find you in my text messages, why don't one of y'all say something interesting? I've uh, got something nothing interesting, interesting to say. <laughs> Adulthood, it sucks, and I'm, like, not even that far into it. <laughs> so, um, I think this is, I actually started to do this one day, and then realized how long it was, and said, you know, I'm going to save this for the podcast, so this might be what we go out on. So we do actually have several more lists that we can do on a future episode, or if this goes by quickly, we can get into them. You guys got the quiz up yet? Just no. about. Okay, well, I'm clicking start quiz on mine. Right. No, I won't. I'll wait for y'all. I'm sorry. I had it, then it left. How did you lose it? I don't know. It disappeared from my messages. Marvel characters who could have beat Thanos by themselves. It's not I, mean, him, I guess in, in like the comics continuity, because obviously they established that, that ain't happening in the movie. Because, I mean, he should have been able to take yeah. Hulk down like he did. Yeah. Uh, I won't bookmark that. No, I'm saying that's wrong. Y'all ready? No, I still don't have it. It's gone. What? It's gone. <laughs> it's not there. I said, you got it. Yeah, you? I got the text. I got the notification and it's not there. Well, here, let me get out of the group text and just send it to you directly. There you go. Try that on for size. Uh, I'm going to open up a new tab and see if there's any interesting headlines. Nope. No interesting headlines. Netflix are moving more movies. Okay. That's that's not news. <laughs> Facts. Seven million pops up pop ups blocked. Uh, what is this notification? You got it now, Dill? Yeah. Now you don't have it, Alex? No, no, I have it. I just haven't clicked the notification yet. I I was responding to another message. Alright. Are we good to go then? Yes. Alright, we're starting the quiz. Where's the stop? Button? Pick one movie a year, it's right there under Matthew McConaughey's hand. I. Okay. Yeah. Have you managed yeah, the, to begin? The, the, the black one, I guess. The black one? It literally says start quiz. Yeah, I found a green one that said start quiz, like if I scrolled it down a bit. Yeah, you should you should have pick a movie from 1982. Yeah, that's where yeah, I'm at. Everybody on that? Okay. Yeah. So we have to pick a movie from 1982. Now, obviously, we're not going to have seen all these movies. That's fact. So I figure we either need to, and we can either come to a consensus between us, or we can just individually choose. But I feel like we should try to be consistent. And then, of course, if we've seen the movies, we can pick the one we like the best. But if we haven't seen any of the movies, 
or the ones we have seen we really didn't like, we could either pick the ones that we think are the most culturally significant or the ones that we're most interested in seeing. The most familiar. Okay, I'm picking E.T. I was going to say, hey, I'm going to go E.T. because I don't know of the others. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. E.T. was though. the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Although I don't remember and I'm told I fell asleep during it. It has Reese's Pieces in it. Okay. Yeah, Eminem still regrets not taking that product placement. In 1939. So, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, The Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind and Stage. Wizard of Oz. Well, I I've only seen Wizard to of ever Oz. watch The Wizard of Oz again. I want to see Gone with the Wind. Uh, Gone with the Wind has too much built-in racism. Well, it's about the South during the Civil War. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. So I'm going to go Mr. Smith Goes to Washington because I'm a Jimmy Stewart fan. Okay. Wizard of Oz. I'm with Gabba. The only one I've seen of any of them, so. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Movies came out in 2020? <laughs> Does it even say oh what you're God. supposed to be picking? It just says pick one movie. Was there even yeah. like, like an actual? It says pick one. I don't know. Yeah, it just says pick one. Like I said, for all I know, they're just data mining our phones right now. Maybe. Or like I said, they just don't get it right most of the time, and it's just clickbait to get you. I've already installed seven home viruses. <laughs> All right, 2020 movies: Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Promising a Young Woman, Soul, and The Invisible Man. Well, I've seen I'm Soul. Going with Soul yep. I saw it, and the other ones aren't that interesting to me. And The Invisible Man always bugged me. Okay. Pick one movie from 2012. Silver Linings Playbook, Skyfall, Life of Pi, and Lincoln. Skyfall is a James Bond movie. Yeah, I think I've heard of Skyfall and Life of Pi. We talked about seeing Life of Pi. Lincoln is the biopic of the former president. I'm going to go Silver Linings Playbook. I was going to go Life of Pi. Of all of them, that's the one I probably... You Skyfall is James Bond? Yeah. Sure, I'll go with that. That's probably the one I'd be most likely to choose to watch. I'd watch any of them. I I don't think I've watched any James Bond. I I, I watch all two hours instead. (laughs) Yeah. I enjoy. I good, want to watch James Bond movies. I enjoy a good Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence comedy drama. All right. Bear with me for a moment. My device decided to stop looking temporarily. I tried to click on a okay, notification. We're at 1975, though, and your options are okay. Jaws, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay. I've heard Monty Python and the Holy Grail is good. Now, now. It seems funny. I've never seen any of these, and I know that's kind of embarrassing for a movie file like myself, but... Um, I'm, gosh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest is, is a, you know, a well-acclaimed drama, something I'd definitely be interested in watching. Jaws can fuck off, because I'm not into thriller horror movies. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a classic comedy that I would like yeah, to see. And Rocky Horror Picture Show is like the cult classic with song and dance and transvestites. I gotta go Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was debating between that and Jaws, so I feel like I should go Jaws. I gotta go Tim Curry. I'm, I'm picking Monty Python. Alright. Oh, 91. The Prince of Tides. Yo, a movie I've seen! Terminator 2, Judgment Day, The Addams Family, and Silence of the Lambs. Terminator 2. I've actually seen all these movies. I haven't seen any of them! Terminator 2! I find Terminator 2 to be an inferior sequel to The Great Terminator, although it's still a decent movie. It's a good movie. Silence of the Lambs, you know, psychological horror. Mm. Addams Family is good. For a movie adaption of it's it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm gonna go Prince of Tides. It, it, I was gonna say I'm go. I haven't seen any of them. Me watch that with him. I know which one is Alex. I'm gonna go the Adams Family though because I like every other version I've seen. I know. I already know it's one Alex is going for. Adams, I know. One I'm pretty sure. The 90s Adams the Family, family movie is totally yeah. good. Cool. I've never seen it. Totally worth it. I've seen like the original. <laughs> 2004, the year I got married. Yeah, you did that. We got Million Dollar Baby, the Oscar winner for Best Picture that year. Mean Girls. The Notebook, 
and Ray, the biopic of Ray Charles starring Jamie Foxx. I've definitely seen one, I'm, maybe I'm going with two Ray. of these. I'm I, pretty sure I've seen Mingles. I've only seen yeah, Mean Girls and Ray. So Mingles. I may have seen at least parts of The Notebook, but I'm going Mingles because for a while that was my favorite. Yeah, we're only ten percent through, so we got to wait. Oh, dang! This is gonna God. be a slog. Right, okay, all, 1967. Cook. I don't know any of these. I've heard of Bonnie and Clyde. The graduate, Same. cool hand Luke, and in the heat of the night. I feel like I have to go Bonnie and Clyde because I. I'm really interested don't know any what of the fit cool hand Luke is, but sure, Bonnie and Clyde. No, I, I would be. I've never seen any of cool hand Luke's about a uh, pool player, I believe. Oh. I may be wrong. I thought it's a guy named Luke with a cool hand. It, what? <laughs> a metaphorical cool hand. It's not like he's got a robotic limb, and I may be wrong about him being. Yo, Luke Skywalker with the cool hand. In the heat of the night is, of course, about the, the cops in the small southern town with Sidney Poitier. The graduate Dustin Hoffman is the young man being seduced by his girlfriend's older mother. I know it's one everlasting the classic in this next one. soundtrack. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> and a Bonnie and Clyde, of course, directed by Warren Beatty about the. Uh, the criminal duo Bonnie and Clyde. Um, yeah. I would, yeah, I'm a good graduate. I know what everyone I was tempted to go Bonnie and Clyde because I've read Warren Beatty's autobiography, or I've read a biography of him. I don't think he wrote it. I know and, what and everyone I, is picking. And enjoy hearing one. the story of making that movie. But All right, 2016. Arrival, Star Wars Rogue One. No need to go on. Yeah. <laughs> Moonlight and La La Land. And I... I I've heard both of those are really good. I'd like to see both of those. Even mm-hmm. Arrival, I've heard good things about, but mm-hmm. I've never gotten around to seeing them. But Rogue One might be my favorite Star Wars movie. Cool. So. Makes sense. Oh, man. This is actually a top choice for the next one. Okay, yeah. I see Pulp Fiction in this the picture. This was apparently a good Jeff movie. Yeah. It was, yeah, because Shawshank, <laughs> Forrest Gump, and Pulp Fiction all nominated for Best Picture that year. <laughs> and The Lion King. Fuck The Lion King. You don't like it because I mean, you don't the, like the scene of Simba's dad dying. No, I yes, saw a meme. Wait, I've seen. guys. I've seen it three fucking times. No, guys, yes. I saw a meme the other day where a little kid requested that, that their birthday cake was a recreation of that scene. The reasoning was everybody would be too sad to eat the cake and therefore there'd be more cake for them. <laughs> the only one on the show of the movie yeah. that I've seen three times. Yep. It's so like he walks into a room that spontaneously really starts playing. He tries to leave the door, slams closed, locks itself. You will watch. You will watch Mufasa die again. Um, I love Pulp Fiction. I love Forrest Shawshank. Gump. But yeah, it's Shawshank. Yeah. Shawshank's one of my three favorite movies of all Shawshank time. Shawshank is awesome. To be fair, I think I've only seen two of those movies. Yeah, we need to... Shawshank no, you're see, Lion King. Obviously, all these movies are celebrating their uh, 30th anniversary this year. We're gonna yes. Do, we're going to do something for Shawshank on the podcast though this year. I'm pretty sure we're going to do something for Pulp Fiction, too. Um, So you'll get a chance to see that. And I'm just going to get y'all to watch Forrest Gump. I doubt we'll pot about it, but Shawshank Redemption is the answer. Yes. All right. Now, 2019. Uncut Gems, Parasite... A parasite, I believe, won the Oscar that year. I've seen Joker in nineteen seventeen. Well, of these, Joker's the one I'd like to see the most. Yeah, so I'm going with it. Yeah. All right. Oh, it looks like nineteen eighty four because there's Ghostbusters. Nineteen eighty four. Footloose, the movie that spawned Holding Out for a Hero. Amadeus, about um, Wolfgang Mozart and his rival Salieri. Ghostbusters, of course, which we talked about, and The Killing Fields. Ghostbusters. Now, funny thing, I've seen Amadeus, I've seen Ghostbusters. My parents were big Footloose fans, but I, I don't know if I ever really watched it. I don't think I've seen it. So, and I haven't seen The Killing Fields. I um, haven't seen any of these, to be fair. 
including Ghostbusters. I like just I got Ghostbusters the other day. Even though I'm not a huge fan of Ghostbusters, I still appreciate it. And by the other day, I mean like two weeks I ago. Actually, I'm actually in the minority that I like the sequel better. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And now we're going to pick a movie from 2007. We see I Javier Bardem in No Movies from 2007. In, uh, no Country for Old Men. I don't know what any of so these are. So we've got that. There Will Be Blood, Stop the Cat from Scratching the Couch, Hot Fuzz, and Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber, Fleet Street. Okay. The musical version with uh, Alan Rickman, Johnny Depp. I don't. That's know. the one I'm tempted to go with because I y'all, don't. Y'all have. Seen I mean, it, I'm I, sure. I've got it on DVD. I y'all know it's young Tom. Y'all might have been like, I'm not interested. Yeah. You've had the chance to watch it. That's the one I'm going with. Though. I'm sure I've had the chance to watch most of these. Oh, 99. Office Space, The Sixth Sense, The Green Mile, and The Matrix. Now, again, I haven't seen any of these. Me neither. And I know these are all the classics. I want to see the old classics. Yeah. Um, I do want to see The Matrix. I've just never gotten around to it. And The Green Mile is a Stephen King adaption starring Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with The Green Mile. I the Matrix is made by trans women. I got I to support our... Uh, Celebrity listener Tom Hanks. <laughs> Next is eighty nine, and the the picture that they're showing eighty nine movie celebrating. I their keep 35th seeing that clip all That's over TikTok. That's when Harry met Sally when yeah. she takes the orgasm in the coffee shop. Yeah, literally just earlier today, I saw a saw that clip, and somebody was talking about how uh, it was cut, like the actors or whatever came up with that scene or whatever. Um, we have Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing." We have Glory, for which Denzel won his first Oscar. For Best Supporting Actor. We have 1989 Batman and the aforementioned Harry Met Sally. I feel like we have to go Batman. I'm tempted to go Spike, but yeah, I gotta go 89 Batman. Batman. That's still the Batman to me. I saw it in theaters. Batman. We won't be doing the commentary on that because we've already done it. Batman. We did it early. Uh, 2017. Get Out, The Shape of Water, Water, Dunkirk, and Logan. Uh, The Shape of Water, that's the one where the, the maid falls in love with the monster from the Black Lagoon, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a bit. Yes. Get Out is, is Jordan Peele's horror movie. Dunkirk is a war movie. And Logan's a comic book movie. Hey, Guess I'm going Logan. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Logan, too. I believe so. I'm going with that one. That's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> I definitely haven't watched anything from Pick this. Pick a movie from yeah. 1954. On the Waterfront, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, A Star is Born, and Rear Window. Rear Window is the... Film this picture up there with Jimmy Stewart's the Hitchcock movie. I was gonna say I haven't seen any of them, but I know like spy on somebody through his window and thinks I, I haven't, haven't seen heard it, any of the seventeen crimes of a Star Is Born. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Star Is Born because yeah. the seventies sure. version is the one that I'm familiar with. That my dad was such a fan of. I haven't since seen it spawned that. I still haven't seen I'll the latest one. Nor have I. Oh, there you go. Oh my God. Duke I haven't seen any of these either. I think we gotta pick Rocky and all the Weathers, right? Alright. In our the late Apollo Creed. I was gonna pick it anyway. We gotta go Rocky. 2022. Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Top Gun Maverick. Avatar, The Way of Water. Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've heard that's fantastic. I was saying, t- tell me that Avatar, The Way of Water does not sound like it would be a spin-off to Avatar, The Last Episode. <laughs> Maybe. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Of these four movies, I've only seen Top Gun Maverick, and I gotta say, it wasn't pretty uh, damn good. I haven't seen any of them. I think so. You didn't watch Maverick with this? No, I, I haven't think even I seen Maverick. the original Top Gun yet. I haven't seen the original, but I've seen Maverick. Who the fuck did you watch Maverick? It, Mom it, bought it, and we watched it. Where were you? The, Not hanging out with y'all, apparently. The, the, the Death Star one in it. 
That was just a couple years ago. It's not. This is pandemic. You you weren't out of the house. Maybe maybe that was one of the good nights I was sleeping and whatnot. They did the Death Star one. That's the entire plot of the movie. It's the Death Star one. It's 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 pretty damn good. <laughs> one of my it. friends really likes Top Gun and has been talking about me needing to see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't. I just I don't watch Marvel Top Gun. Shit. I yeah. haven't seen Maverick. Yellow Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yellow sitting here like, where the fuck were you and we all watched it? Stop, okay, pick a movie from 2001. Stop the cat from scratching on the couch again. Training Day, for which Denzel won the Oscar for Best Actor. Shrek. Yeah, y'all know Shrek. <laughs> a Beautiful Mind and The Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. There's a close one. I want to go with Lord of the Rings. End of story. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I know. I, I, I'm not good. a huge fan of the adaption, but they are fantastically made movies. I don't want to say I hate Shrek, but I don't exactly like it either. Shrek was so. disappointing. Shrek was built up so much, and like to me, the only really good thing about Shrek, here are the two best things about well, the three best things about Shrek: the fact that Fiona's really an ogre. Uh huh. That was a cool reveal. Wasn't it? She was. A, she was, was she really an ogre? Or was she like cursed or something? Something. Well, like no, that. they. Then later on, she becomes like a full time ogre. No, they. They thought the curse was that. She was a princess cursed, looked like an ogre. She was really an ogre, and like the princess wasn't her real self. Oh. It's been a while since I watched that. So yeah. that the donkey dragon relationship. Okay, and the I Muffin do. Man scene. I was gonna say I do love. Oh, donkey I mean, and the dragon. Shrek is good. Shrek's totally good. But, it's just it was presented as like this game changer. When I saw it, I was like. Also, I just, I don't know. Honestly, Our generation got too obsessed with it. I don't honestly, like it. Honestly, Hoodwinked, the kind of crappy looking CG computer animated movie about <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood, way better than Shrek. Maybe that's good animation, but way better Have you guys heard that um, Megamind is getting a sequel? I didn't even know Megamind had an original. Do <laughs> you know Megamind, right? No, I don't know Megamind. I'm pretty sure we have a toy for Megamind, honestly. Pick a movie probably. from 1990. Probably came from McDonald's. Probably. Goodfellas, Awakenings, Ghost, or Dances with Wolves. I don't, I don't know, know any of these. I haven't seen any of these either. I'm Shit. sorry. Well, this one has wolves in it. I like wolves. It's a movie about... Well, yeah, I think... I've never seen it, but it's... I think it's set around Civil War time. And Kevin Costner's like... He, well, he ends up living with Native Americans. I'm doing a horrible job explaining it because I've never seen it. <laughs> I think Reasonable. Costner directed it. I'm a Kevin Costner What's Ghost about? I'm a Kevin Costner fan both as an actor and in real life. He seems like a pretty cool dude. Ghost is the one where Patrick Swayze gets killed and uh, Demi Moore plays his girlfriend or his wife and she goes to Whoopi Goldberg who's like a psychic and she can like channel Patrick Swayze. It has the famous pottery scene with I don't know. You don't know the pottery no. scene? She's like doing pottery and, and the ghost room comes and he's got his arms around. No. Her and no. Like Unchained Melody is playing. No. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like one of the most famous movies. That's one of those things that you no, know about you, even if you haven't seen the movie. It's only you. No, it's not. Trust me. <laughs> I'm completely I'm behind on my pop culture. Goodfellas is a mob movie. Awakenings really is have a, heard of a medical drama for life. It's Fire Emblem. Golly, I don't even know what I would pick out of these. You know what? I'm going Goodfellas. Good. Honestly, out of all my probably, I mean, Ghost has the iconic scene. I'm a Kevin Costner fan. Goodfellas is probably the one I'd watch most likely. Goodfellas. So I'll just go with the crowd. But yeah, the Megmind sequel. Uh, oh, Easy Rider. It, it looks very cheap animation and stuff. Because a lot of people have been talking about Megamind in the past couple years. So, so they made a cheap sequel to cash in on it. Interesting. 14 years later. Alright, well it's time for us to pick a movie from 1969. We have Easy Rider, uh, one of the beginnings of independent cinema. True Grit, the John Wayne cowboy movie, like he did anything else. No, I think he was in like a war picture. 
Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, another Western. And Midnight Cowboy. I don't know any. Not of a Western. The one with Cowboy isn't a Western. That's a tragedy. Well, it's, it's not a Western like the Old West. I think it takes place in Texas. But... <laughs> it's a modern Western, but, like, not. Um, I'm going to go Easy Rider just for what it means. I don't know any of these. Sure. Uh, I'll go the crowd. Kid sounded like I should click it. I've heard it's really good. 1948. And to be fair, True Grit may not be a Western. It is a John Wayne movie. And he did do a couple things that weren't Westerns, but he primarily did the Westerns. Yeah. Pick one movie from, yeah, 1948. Yeah, this is going to be great. Is that me? That, did that one guy in the picture kind of look like Chris Pratt? I feel like <laughs> I'm at the right angle. I'm not even... That, that's, I, yeah. He does. That does look like yeah, Pratt. A bit, yeah. Uh, I believe that's the treasure of the Sierra Madre. I mean, obviously it's not. Time <laughs> travel. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're casting Chris Pratt back then, too! <laughs> <laughs> okay, what celebrity doesn't have a time travel? Um, Key Largo, the Snake Pit, and Hamlet. Uh, and obviously, one particular version of Hamlet. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Hamlet just because I'm a Shakespeare same. fan and I'm a Hamlet so, fan. Relatively same. So, out of all these, that strikes me as the most interesting one. Okay, this one is obvious ish. Not really. Oh, God. Shit. <laughs> Why'd I say something? Fuck. <laughs> Well, we oh, can throw out easy. the favorite in the modern stars, yeah. at least for me. But yeah, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse and Black Panther, two of my all-time favorite recent movies, two of my all-time favorite superhero movies. I lauded both of these. I they love come. Black Panther, but Spider-Verse. I mean, Black Panther came out early 2018 and Spider-Verse came out late. In fact, we didn't even see Spider-Verse in theaters until the beginning of 2019. I went into the Spider-Verse because I just really liked the art and some of the behind-the-scenes animation. Those are both so fantastic. It's fantastic. Man, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Which one of these do I really like better? Because I really like both of these a lot. Oh, man. So good. I, I'm i going to go Spider-Verse in, like, the tightest of tight races. All right. We're 40% through this quiz. This this almost could have been a two-parter. Oh, speaking of Alien. I believe that's no, Alien. aliens. It's Aliens. Because she's, she's in the mech suit, but oh. still. Yeah, it's Aliens... But, no, it's Alien, Aliens, and then Alien Squad. Blue Velvet, Hannah and Her Sisters, Aliens, no, and Platoon. Alien Platoon is a war drama. Aliens is the science fiction horror thriller. I'm paying Metroid. Blue Velvet is a David Lynch film. I think that's the one where the guy gets his ear cut off. Or am I thinking of Reservoir Dogs? Maybe it's both. I don't know. Reservoir Dogs was... I want to go Aliens. Movie. I don't even know what Hannah and Her Sisters was about. I'm going to go Platoon just because I've actually seen it. I, I picked Aliens and I've already picked the next one because it's so oh, wow. obvious. Wow, okay. From 2008? It's obvious. Okay, relatively. I, I can Tropic understand Thunder, from your point That was pretty funny. Doubt, I don't remember. Wally, well, never seen. Wally is awesome. Yeah, I've never seen it. No. I've at least seen We're turning on Wally, right? Yeah. And uh, Slumdog no. Millionaire. Wally is awesome. I assume you and I both He's are Wally. Wally Gaba. He's Wally. He's Wally. Okay, but I've never seen it. Yeah, but he's Wally. And I actually enjoyed Tropic Thunder. And then they falls in love with Eva. I know, like people complain about, Eva. I know people complain about Robert Downey Jr. being in blackface in the movie, but he's playing a dumb character who would do something that stupid. So I, I'll defend that. Like, I mean, he wasn't playing it like this is how I'm supposed to be. His character was supposed to be an idiot who would do something like that. So I thought it was funny. All right. Next <laughs> the one movie is overall, not necessarily just the blackface. 1972. Which, of course, in the real context would be stupid, but the character was supposed to be stupid uh-huh. as well. 
I'm gonna see The Godfather, another classic movie I've never seen. I've yeah, seen. I'm probably. I've never seen one, any of these, I but I will say I think the Cabaret. Poseidon Adventure, Cabaret, and Deliverance. I think Cabaret, Cabaret is the classic on one of my musical, watch Deliverance, the, the, the movie famous <clears throat> for dueling banjos, and for Ned Beatty getting fucked up the ass by some hicks. Uh, I guess Cabaret. I was tempted to go Reynolds and Deliverance, but did you pick Gaba? Yes. Gobble is on the list. How'd you pick it? <laughs> 1995, we have Babe in the Still. I've never And also seen Toy Story, Braveheart. Oh, Leaving Las Vegas. Not even close. Toy Story. Yeah, same. Nick Cage playing the dramatic role. Nick, Ca- Nick Cage going to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Come on. Okay. Toy Story. You went Toy Story? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the others. <laughs> and plus, it's Toy I've Story. Seen that one. For the record, Braveheart won Best Picture that year. Nice. I think Mallrats should have won Best Picture. <laughs> we're flying. We're not flying. We're falling with style. Uh, Nick Cage did win the Oscar for Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, dang, I don't know any of these. 2010. Inception, which I still need to see. The Social Hold Network. The Social Network is about the building of Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Don't care about Facebook. The, King, the King's speech about a British monarch who has a speech impediment or something. <laughs> he learns to overcome it. Okay. It's supposed to be a very touching film. I think it actually won the Oscar that year. Oh, Black Swan. That was a pretty good movie. That, that was the, the psychological thriller about the ballerina. Natalie Portman's in it. And, I don't um, know Mil- oh, what, what the is her fuck name? were you and I doing? Like, we were alive Your mom and I went to see I was Black- being five. Your mom and I went to see Black Swan for anniversary. You were more than five. What? No. Yeah. yeah. No, God, you turned five in that big part. 2010. I yeah. was five. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all moved on to 64 yet? No. Okay, well, I picked Black Swan, because I thought okay. it was... Inception! Because I've heard of it. I mean, I've heard of a few of those. Now I'm 164. All right, Mary Poppins, My Fair Lady, Dr. Strangelove, and another James Bond film, Goldfinger. Mary Poppins, classic. Yeah. Yes, if I can ever scroll down to it. My page is still loading. Ooh, 88. You guys are going on without me! Yep. You still need to... You still haven't picked... His phone My screen was loading! I'm sorry. Okay, I'm happy. Hmm, that's a, that's a tough 1988. One. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Beetlejuice, Big, and Rain Man. I've never seen Rain Man. Beetlejuice I Rain or Man Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I've seen parts of it. I've only Mother seen Beetlejuice it. off that list. Don't see Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I've yeah, said I I've only seen Beetlejuice. You you need to come out in the living room and watch more movies with us. <laughs> I'm uh, too busy I'm doing nothing. Be- I don't even know what I'm Beetlejuice. doing. I mean, Beetlejuice was kind of disappointing. It's not a bad movie. It's good. It's I'm going to go Roger Rabbit over Beetlejuice. Yeah. I've seen nothing from the next one. Is Dylan on the next one yet? I don't know if he is. All right, 2015. The Big Short about the housing market crisis. Mad Max Fury... Oh, crap. Can I... Oh, I accidentally picked Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't mean to. I was trying to scroll. Oh, no. I bet if you'd be flushed, you'd have to go through the entire thing. Yeah, I ain't that worried about it. Okay. None of these were real strong. Don't worry. I'll be with you. I have seen Straight Outta Compton, but... Yeah, I could have gone with anyone on this one. Straight Outta Compton was good, but I hear there's a lot of inaccuracies in it, so... I never saw it. I don't know any of this. I only heard of it in Mad Max, though, so... Alright, pick a movie from 2006. Little Miss Sunshine, The Devil Wears Prada, The Queen, or The Departed. I've actually seen three out of four of these. I've seen Little Miss Sunshine, seen The Queen, seen The Departed. All good movies. Queen was really good. Uh, Helen Mirren's great in that. I uh, I haven't seen any of them. The Departed was the, the modern-day gangster movie with uh, Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio, Anthony Anderson, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. Finally did, won Martin Scorsese the Oscar for Best Director. Dude, here's a movie from when I was busy being five. 
<laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I'm going with the Devil Wears Prada because I I've practically seen most of that movie listening. via TikTok clips. Lonely Sunshine is about a girl going on a road trip to be in a beauty pageant with her family. The Devil Wears Prada is about um I, I, a real life magazine editor, but I can't remember her name or the name of the magazine. Uh, the Queen is about the Queen of England. And The Departed, like I say, it's a gangster movie about Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio as an undercover police officer who infiltrates the Irish mob in Boston. Stars yeah, on a cast. Um, finally won Martin Scorsese, the Oscar for Best Director. Good movie. And like I say, Helen Mirren is great in The Queen. But overall, I'm going to go Little Miss Sunshine. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, I wouldn't tell what was plot. Something. I don't know. Have I don't you seen know. it? No. I'm surprised you didn't go to The Queen. I haven't seen that either. I, okay. So, this well, magazine the editor right. or the fucking Queen of England? Right. What's more but as I also said, I have watched a good portion of The Devil Was Prada via TikTok clips. To the point that I'm did tempted to a, just Did you make a choice, Chef Gobble? Sure. Okay. We're on in 1992 and My Cousin Vinny. A Few Good Men, Unforgiven, My Cousin Vinny, and Malcolm X. Um, I haven't seen A Few Good Men. It's A Few Good Men is the uh, military courtroom drama with Tom Hanks and Jack Nicholson that spawned. I don't think I've seen any of these. The iconic line, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Unforgiven is a Clint Eastwood-directed Western that won the Oscar for Best Picture for 1992. Yeah, Best on. My Cousin Vinny is a, a movie about Ralph Macho from The Karate Kid. He and his friend are like uh, down south and get accused of a crime they didn't commit. And he brings in his cousin Vinny, who happens to be a lawyer, played by Joe Pesci. To represent him, and he's kind of unorthodox, but he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Really, really funny movie. And Malcolm X, the Spike Lee biopic about uh, civil rights leader Malcolm X, with Denzel's Malcolm X, fantastic performance. Loved Denzel. I haven't seen any of them. I gotta go, my cousin Vinny. That's one I used to watch with my dad a lot. Okay, I'm gonna just follow you. I do want to show it to y'all. Like I said, Malcolm X was my second choice because it's a great picture, and Denzel is fantastic in it. Oh well, this one was a little easy. 1983. That would be Return of the Jedi. Also, Terms of Endearment, The Right Stuff, and War Games. It, it stalls. Yeah, we don't even need to talk. Are you on the same page as us? Oh, at the moment, I'm not on any page. Okay, just load it back in. Are you on 83? Oh. oh, I've seen a movie from this one. Hold on, Gaba, she's behind. Yeah, I apologize. Oh. My phone decided to go to a white screen for you no reason. silly. Blame my phone. Obviously, these are all fine movies, but it's Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars. I mean, I don't know the others, but yes. Two thousand and twenty-one. Yeah, I ought to got so my pick. Lisa. Belfast, Don't Look Up, Encanto, or Dune. I haven't seen any of these. Encanto. I considered watching one. I've seen one. I'm not. not I'm not even familiar with Belfast. I'm don't Look Up Encanto. looked interesting. Encanto. I Dune is Dune. I don't know. I was never a big fan of the original. I've never read the books. I know it, along with Lord of the Rings, kind of invented modern fantasy. But I assume that picture. Of I'm going Don't Look Up. Encanto is good. Yeah, I'm going with Encanto. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Because, I mean, I never got around to watching Don't Look Up, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the day I'd prefer Encanto, so... I believe, 1979! I believe Apocalypse Now is coming up. I don't year know I was that born, is. 1979. Yep. It's, a, it's Francis Ford Coppola's war movie. Also, Being There and Justice for All, Kramer vs. Kramer, and then Apocalypse... I'm going to just go Apocalypse Now just because it's a classic. Okay, I, I'm going to follow you. Coppola and because... Uh, George Lucas even had a hand in it. In fact, I think he was developing the story and, and Coppola kind of took it over from him. Or they were developing it together. Uh, I'm going to go with Apocalypse now just because it's a cinematic classic and I don't have any particular interest in watching any of the others. Oh, Avatar. 
not the last Airbender. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Also, Julie and Julia up and District Nine. Actually, those are all really good movies. Oh, this is this is maybe the first one where I've seen all four, and all four are actually really good. As soon as I switch apps. Stop switching apps. I mean, look, y'all don't remember Avatar. <laughs> Avatar was a really good movie that I never mm-hmm. felt the need to watch ever again. <laughs> but it was really good watching it one time. It was a really mean, good story. It did look really good. Here's the uh, thing. Of course, has one of the most sweet moments in the history of movies where the dog comes down and is like, I was hiding under your porch because I love you. Yeah. Um, District 9 is the allegory about apartheid with the, the aliens who are living in like encampments and then a human gets infected by their stuff and starts turning into one of them. And then Julian Julia is about a, like a food blogger writing about Julia Childs and you get to see uh, the actress playing the food blogger in modern day and then you get flashbacks where Meryl Streep plays Julia Child and she's fucking fantastic in it. Interesting. So I really like all these movies. This would actually be a tough choice. But, question, does Avatar have like a really good story or does it look really good? It it's it's a good feeling movie. It has kind of that Star Wars feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's like you, feel, you, you you it takes. I mean, if you really sit there and break it down, the story's probably kind of lacking. But mm-hmm. it's an it's a it's an experience to watch it. You feel good watching it. Mm-hmm. it, it give, it's kind of a thrill ride. Not it's not like a thrill ride, but I'm just saying yeah. it's like you. It, it's the kind of thing you get immersed in and enjoy the feeling of it. If you took time and sat in there and just read the story or broke it down, it'd be like. Eh. And that's why you never watch it again. <laughs> you watch it once and then. Well, there are some movies that are really Listen, good, I remember but once you've seen them, you just don't need to see them again. I know I've seen it. I don't remember all the details, and it yeah, it's not something I ever felt the need to watch again. So I'm going with it's um, very obtainable. I, I'm <laughs> I'm torn here. Like, District Nine was really good, but it's not the kind of movie I'm going to watch over and over. Up has that one fantastic moment, and it's oh, a really, really like good Up. Pixar movie. Um, but I'm gonna go Julian Julius because Meryl Streep is so great <laughs> as Julian Child. You do that. Love Meryl in that. It's Up. Okay, well, oh, this please. isn't my pick. Ah, Academy Award winner Fargo was on the list for 1996. I don't know. I Fargo don't know. Along with movies. Jerry Maguire, of course, the movie about Tom Cruise, the agent who gets fired from his agency and, you know, goes to the top with one client. That's where you get the show me the money and you had me at hello. Both those famous lines come from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> the English Patient. I thought The English Patient. Oh, that's right. The English Patient won Best Picture that year. Fargo won Best Actress for um, Frances McDormand. But yeah, it didn't win Best Picture, did it? And then Sling Blade, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's directorial debut. I've never seen The English Patient. I've never seen Sling Blade. I was disappointed in Jerry Maguire. So by process of elimination, i got to go Fargo. Okay, I'll follow you because I don't know any of this at all. Alex, what are you doing? Looking up Taylor Swift's latest... Oh my god! No, she's releasing an album on my birthday! I'm sorry, I remember that the Grammys were the stop night give, that we Stop giving Taylor Swift potentially, She potentially had an announcement at so it, so I had to check. Oh my god. Taylor Swift is a pain. Uh, Whiplash, the, the, the drummer movie. Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance which features Michael Keaton as a sort of washed-up actor who was famous for a role as a superhero, which I'd really like to see but haven't gotten around to. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is a Wes Anderson film. I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan, but I haven't seen that one. And Gone Girl, which was Ben Affleck's uh, directorial debut, which I've heard is really good. But um, I haven't actually seen any of these, so I'm going to go with Birdman, which is the one I want to see the most out of them. I don't know any I, of them either, but I went with the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, Schindler's List. 
I, I they have pictures of one of the movies at the top of the page when we switch over. So, nice. 1993, uh, Schindler's List. What's love got to do with it? The Remains of the Day in Philadelphia. I've never seen The Remains of the Day. Not even 100 percent sure what it's about. Philadelphia is about a uh, Tom Hanks is the movie he first won Best Actor for. He plays a gay lawyer dying from AIDS. Who's uh, like I think he's suing his law firm for wrongful termination or what have you. Denzel plays his lawyer. Interesting. Really good movie. I mean, sad but really good. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It is uh, the Tina Turner biopic. Also a really good movie. Angela Bassett's greatest Tina. And Schindler's List, of course, about Oscar Schindler during World War II and how he uses his factory to help save a lot of Jewish people. I believe that one best picture that year. Well deserved. Um, You know, Schindler's List in Philadelphia, and even once, they're all great movies, but they're not ones I don't necessarily want to watch over and over because they're all really heavy. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to go with Philadelphia because I'm, I got to go Hanks. All right, sure. Sounds good. And they're all three great movies, but like I said, they're, they're all three heavy watches too. Reasonable. 1981. Okay. And Indiana Jones, or technically Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the French yeah. Tennis Woman on Golden Pond. It's, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, but, it, but yeah. Well, we agreed that sometimes we were going to pick ones that we hadn't seen. Yeah. I have seen it, of course, many times. I should see it. Great movie. Oh, Clockwork Orange. 1971. A Clockwork Orange, The French Connection, Fiddler on the Roof, and The Last Picture Show. I don't know any of these all. I mean, is it like a psychological thriller? I, I really don't even know that much. I know there's a scene where the guy has like, his eyes pried open as being forced to watch something. I think The French Connection is the spy movie, Fiddler on the Roof is the musical, and I don't even know what the last picture show is off the top of my head. It's the last picture show. I'm going to go with Clockwork Orange just because I always thought it looked cool. Okay, sure. Not sure I'd ever even actually watch it, but... If I don't know anything, I just fall back. Have you Alex? Uh, yeah, I forget which one I clicked on. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sayonara, The Bridge on the I River Kwai, Witness for the Prosecution, and 12 Angry Men. I'm going to go 12 Angry Men, the classic... What was 12 Angry Men even about? It's about uh, a jury. Those are the 12 Angry Men. Ah. It might be about the Scops trial, but I may be conflating that with something else. Or the Scopes trial, the one about about being able to teach evolution in classrooms. Um, but that I could be thinking about a totally different movie. I just know this is about a jury. I. And it's the only one I, I know even mm-hmm. anything. I mean, The Bridge on the River Kwai is a war movie. I have no idea what Sayonara is. Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Wait, didn't we have that earlier? In I, Ray- so. I was going to say... Do we have 2003 already? Or do they give us ones from two different years? I was going to say, is it possibly multiple movies, multiple versions, things no, like that? No, no. These are, there's only one uh, Ray Charles biopic called Ray. There's only one Million Dollar Baby. Okay. And and I don't know. Th- they were in late enough year that I know it was those. They, they didn't okay. remake a movie within two or three years. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I'm behind on my pop culture. Massively. Well, this list is ridiculously long. I know we had Million Dollar Baby and Ray earlier. Um, Collateral looked like a cool movie. I think that's the one where Tom Hanks plays a killer and he hires Jamie Foxx's cab driver to drive him around. Mm -hmm. Never got around to seeing it, but it looked cool. The Aviator's Howard Hughes biopic starring, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And Million Dollar Baby is the boxing movie directed by Clint Eastwood. And um, Ray is the biopic. I'm, I'm going to go Ray because I went with it earlier. And even though I like The Aviator, I don't like it that much more than Ray. All right. Okay. So, and I want to stay consistent. 
All right, 63. You guys are on 63, right? Yes, I just answered it. Cleopatra, the classically uh, overinflated film that pretty much wrecked the studio because they spent so lavishly on it. I, I have I no idea what Tom Jones is about. I don't think it's about the singer. HUD, I don't know, and I don't know any of these movies other than Cleopatra, so I'm picking Cleopatra. I mean Cleopatra because okay. I haven't seen it, but I do have it saved, I think, on Max or somewhere to watch Well, hey, it just because point. it tanked the studio doesn't mean it's not fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to pay for it. 49? Oh, my goodness. You know, we keep getting movies from the 40s. What even happened not, in 49? But not the one I've actually seen and really liked. What even happened in 49? We have All the King's oh, Men, not a word, The Bicycle Thief. Sands of Iwo Jima and White Heat. Great. I Sands of Iwo Jima. I'm ninety nine percent sure it's a war movie. Okay. And then the others, I have no idea. The Bicycle Thief sounds interesting, so I'm going with it. Yeah. Oh, I've seen. Okay, I'm on to the next one, 2011. I don't remember what the 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 movie is, but this picture I've seen clips from it on TikTok. All right. Well, I'm, I'll move on to there. I'll click next question. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, I, I think that it's from the help. 2011. Yeah, that's the help up top. Yeah. And then the artist, Warhorse, and Hugo. You and know, what I was completely around for this. And other than the help, I don't, I think Warhorse is about, is about, is it about a horse or is it about a person nicknamed Warhorse? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like, and the artist, I know who that, I knew who that was about at the time. And now I'm like, who the fuck was that about? As another biopic. And Hugo. I went with the help because Hugo, again, I've watched multiple clips okay, of you know TikTok. No, 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 we haven't done this, but I feel so clueless. I just have to see this. And I feel so bad because we were all alive for this. Mm. Let's see. The artist, a French comedy drama film in the style of black and white silent film or part talking. The film was directed by uh, a name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Starring Jean Dujardin. Story takes place in Hollywood between 27 and 32. And Okay, so it's about Hollywood. In the 20s and early 30s. Black and white French film. Okay. That, that might have actually won maybe best foreign picture that year. Maybe best picture. The hell we're actually familiar with. What else have we got? War Horse. Yes. I think it is about a horse. <laughs> Thank God it's about a horse. You know what's about a horse? I'm picking up. It's also a war drama. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but look, it's a horse. Interesting. And then Hugo. Horse. And that's Hugo. Looks like there's a robot in it. Okay. Looks like a kid's movie. Yeah, I don't know. Although it was produced by Martin Scorsese. Um, Horse. The Help. Horse. So that's probably the one I'd be most likely to watch. We need more. Ah, uh, Titanic. Although oh, Titanic was 96. Oh, oh how, that, how dare that? Wait, what did they... The heaven is 97. Oh. I'm, I'm 99% sure it was 96. Of course, it might have been. It might have come out at the end of the year uh-huh. and run over, so you could probably get away with that, but I'm pretty sure it actually originally released Christmas time in 96. I'm picking Titanic. Uh, everybody knows that. As Good As It Gets is a, is a great drama about Jack Nicholson as a reclusive author who has uh, ADHD really bad, and uh, his gay neighbor gets mugged, and he has to watch his dog, and then he, he and, and the waitress he's friendly with, uh, Helen Hunt, take the artist on a road trip to go see his family or something. I'm doing a poor job describing it, but really good watch. I was just thinking about it earlier today because I always like the line, what if this really is as good as it gets? Uh, good Will Hunting is the movie that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote. The, they won uh, Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay sort of helped launch their careers, even though they'd been in a lot of movies before and were never really in starring roles. Boogie Nights is the porn movie with Mark Wahlberg as Dirk Diggler. Okay. And of course we know it's Titanic. These are all really good movies, honestly. I, I liked all of them a lot. 
Um, Titanic's another one of those that's kind of like, it was really good, but I don't feel the need to ever watch it again. Partially because mm-hmm. it's really long. But it's really good. It's not a bad movie at all. Um, I could pick any... I really like the story of Good Will Hunting about Matt and Ben writing the movie. You know, being a writer myself, that's really inspiring. But the movie's not my favorite of the bunch. And Boogie Nights is a really fun film. But I'm going to go as good as it gets, especially because I was just thinking about that earlier today. <laughs> all right, we are 82% of the way through. Pick nice. one from 2000. I believe Gladiator will be included. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Castaway, Requiem for a Dream, and Gladiator. Tom, I can't go with you on this one. I have no interest in watching a movie about somebody lost on a deserted island. Unless it's going to be really funny. I know this one's not played for laughs. Um, Gladiator can fuck off. Requiem for a Dream, I, I hear, is a really fantastic piece of movie making, but also a real fucking downer. Okay. Where, like two of the lead characters end up in prison. One of them has to have his arm cut off because he gets infected. The other one's being like abused by racist guards. His girlfriend ends up addicted to heroin and doing ass-to-ass performances in a club for money. His mom's getting electroshock treatment. So, I mean, not necessarily a fun watch. Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon, of course, is, is, is the kung fu epic with all the wire work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, the one I really like. I'm going to have to go Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon, too. Even though I respect Requiem for a Dream, I don't tend to watch super downer movies. Sometimes I do. That one might go a little too far. I can't I, remember what it was. I Not too long it. ago, I, I just watched, wouldn't watch it a lot. I watched, I think it was a movie. Maybe it was like a short series or something, but I think it was a movie. And it was good, like really good, but it was also really fucking sad. And I just sat there like, why did I watch it? It was good, but I never want to touch this again. And now I don't remember what it is, so. Uh, 1950, we have Harvey, which I believe is about a guy who sees an invisible rabbit. I don't know if he's hallucinating him or only he can see him. Harvey from Stardew Valley? Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, Harvey's the rabbit's name. Uh, Sunset Harvey Boulevard. Was rabbit? Sunset Boulevard, which I think is about like an aging actress kind of losing her mind. All About Eve, I'm, I've heard of, but I can't give you a plot synopsis. And uh, King Solomon's Minds, I think, is sort of like an early type of Indiana Jones adventure movie. But it could actually be like a biblical epic about King Solomon's mines. I think what it's more. I, I think it's more like an archaeologist going through them. But I'm not sure because I haven't seen it. I'm gonna go with Harvey because Invisible Rabbit. I'm going with that <laughs> simply because the Star Valley image don't put it in my head. I would say draw Harvey as an invisible rabbit, but I think that would be a lot. <laughs> That's a thumbnail. Just nothing. <laughs> If I fail at going Godzilla. <laughs> Alright, 1980. I mean, Harvey might be in the image. You won't know. Uh, we have Coal Miner's Daughter, which I believe is the biopic of Loretta Lynn. It's definitely about a country singer. I think it's Loretta Lynn. Ordinary People. I I, I got nothing. I've heard of it. The Elephant Same. Man about a deformed man. And Raging Bull, the boxing movie about Jake LaMotta that's pictured in the, the uh, thumbnail image up here. Haven't seen any of them. Me neither heard of all of them. I'm going to go Coal Miner's Daughter because I like a good biopic. I'm an ordinary people. Okay. 62. Yep. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Lawrence of Arabia, The Music Man, and To Kill a Mockingbird. Never Music Man! I mean, all classics. Honestly, I've never seen any of them either, but I have seen The Simpsons parody of The Music Man, so I'm going with that. Okay. I'm going with Music Man because of classic Simpsons episodes. I clicked to kill a mockingbird. 1973. 73? Serpico about um, Al Pacino's a cop who's investigating other corrupt cops. The Sting, I'm not sure. I assume it's about 
like police activity because they're on a sting, going on a sting, but I don't know. The Exorcist, of course, the classic horror movie with the little girl possessed, and uh, Paper Moon, I got nothing on. Paper Moon. I'm going to go Serpico because I've actually seen it. I'm going to The Exorcist. I'm, well, I'm trying to go The Exorcist. I, my phone's trying to make me click Paper Moon. You will I, click I, Paper uh, Moon. Uh, yep, yep, I did <laughs> click, click Paper Moon. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, 1998. Oh. Elizabeth, easy. The Truman Show, Life is Beautiful, or Saving Private Can't Ryan. Can't do anything. Easy. Like, I can scroll so far. My phone is lagging. My phone has you're, problems. You're there, you're at yeah, no, I am. Saving Private Ryan. Um, I don't think Saving Private Ryan did win the best picture that year. No, Shakespeare in Love won it. Okay. Um, that's not on this list. Life no. is Beautiful is about a mathematician who had some mental problems, played by Russell. I'm not, you know, he suffered from mental issues uh-huh. later in his life or, or earlier in his life, whatever. Elizabeth, I assume, is about Queen Elizabeth. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it is. Saving Private Ryan is the Steven Spielberg uh, war picture, one of many apparently, starring our boy Tom Hanks in the Truman Show, the Jim Carrey movie about a boy who was raised by Truman a TV show. show. His whole life has been a TV show. Truman Show okay. good. Unbeknownst to him. Yeah, I gotta go Truman Show. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Dude, I know the Solved Critic claimed that people were trying to hide at the time, but it was all in the press about the movie. Everybody knew what the movie was about. I, I was just hoping people would get mad that thing gets a spoiler. I don't think I've seen any movie on this list. And like I say, it's 26 years old show? now. I don't think so. He didn't watch it. Oh my god. I've seen Saving Private Ryan. Join us for a movie good, night now. Then. It's good for a war movie. Saying, I watched a whole two movies. And it does star a boy Hanks. Gosh. I'm not a war movie fan. I gotta go. I need to stop picking things up. 85. Back I, to the Future. I ran. I'm not familiar with Rand Brazil, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam, one of the the only American member of Monty Python, and The Color Purple, uh, starring Oprah Winfrey, maybe produced by Oprah Winfrey as well. Like it might have been a Spielberg picture. I think it was. I haven't seen it though. I haven't seen Brazil, and I've never even heard of Rand. So by process of elimination, I'll go back to the future because I've seen it and it's decent. I've only seen back to the future. Back to the future. I'm trying to click it. And then two fucks it all up. Oh, apparently Rand is, is a Kurosawa film. Okay. Back, Back to the Future 2 fucks it all up. My Indeed. phone is still... Are you still on 85? Yeah, I'm on 85. I'm in 2002. Good for you! My phone <laughs> has problems. You have problems. Yeah, it's... No, I have an old phone, If you okay? didn't switch apps every Not two like seconds... Not like My phone is older than yours. And mine is an iPhone. It's designed to fuck up every few years so that... I, to, to try to get me to buy the latest Sign to fuck up when you buy it. <laughs> Are you in 2002 now? Yes. All right. Gangs of New York, about Schmidt, Spirited Away in Chicago. I'm picking Spirited Away. I'm tempted to, but I also kind of want to go I haven't seen Spirited Away either. Me neither. Spirited Spirited away. I've seen Spirited a Minecraft roleplay of it. It was on Max recently, wasn't it? Probably. Might still be. Gangs of New York is literally about the war in gangs in New York at like the early part of the 20th century. Look, about look. Schmidt is a Jack Nicholson film where he's playing kind of an, an older schlub. It's it's solid. And Chicago is the, the famous musical. Chicago. Who needs to see the actual movie? Based on Captain Minecraft yeah. musical. And you can just, uh, Minecraft uh, plays I'm gonna go about Schmidt because again I've seen it and it's decent. Her parents get like others, turned so. into pigs. Or Next something. is 1970. And there's well, the mask dude. What? Oh. I'm, I'm talking about Spider-Man. Pick one movie a year, yes. And we're in 1970. Patton, MASH, Love Story, and Little Big Man. 
Now, the television show MASH is probably my favorite television show ever. It's uh-huh. right up there with Mythbusters, Buffy the Vampire, Slayer, Infinious, and Ferb. I've seen all but one of those. Um, but I've never seen the movie. And people and people I know and trust who've seen the movie and the show say the show is better. I'm sure there are people who like the movie better. Uh-huh. But again, I haven't seen the movie. Show tends, but is the movie a well-done show tends to have... An intrinsic advantage because you have much more time to flesh out characters and storylines, and you get to see a whole lot more than you can in just a two-hour movie. I want to so, go back and watch Mash, like um, all of it straight through. I've never seen Patton, the biopic about General Patton. Um, I've never seen Love Story, Little Big Man either. I don't even know what Little Big Man's about. I know Love Stories. It, it's a love story. It's a. It's another Warren Beatty picture. I think that's the one where they're supposed to meet up at the top of the Empire State Building, but then she gets in a bus accident or something. I don't know. I went with Mash because I, I I love the show. I do love the show. I'm and picking I guess Mash. The movie did spawn the show, even though I hear the director of the movie didn't like the show. I don't know. But I heard his take Where on it too, and, and I don't and I don't and I don't think uh, I don't think his take was. I don't think he saw much of the show because his take didn't jive with what I know of the show. Okay. Uh, 2005, I see Brokeback Mountain in the picture. Also, Hustle and Flow, Good Night and Good Luck. Walk I was busy being born. Yeah, Hustle and Flow, the, the movie where Terrence Howard plays the aspiring rapper from, I believe, Tennessee. Good Night and Good Luck, I think, is about a newscaster and, and maybe a specific story he presented. Walk the Line is Johnny Cash biopic starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. And Brokeback Mountain is the gay cowboy movie. I'll say out of all these, Which I haven't seen any of them. Which should have won Best Picture that year. Even though Crash that did win is a good movie, it ain't Brokeback Mountain. So I gotta go Brokeback. I haven't seen so, any of them. The only one I know is Brokeback Mountain. I have to go with it. Also, that reminds me of the Pedro Pascal movie that I want to see. All right, 1987. Good morning, Vietnam! Where Robin Williams plays a, a military radio DJ in Vietnam. The Last Emperor, which is about... Uh, I believe the last emperor of China. I prefer the emperor's new groove. Fatal attraction, where a, a lady gets. Have uh, seen it? No. Uh, a fatal attraction, oh, where a lady has like an unhealthy obsession with the gentleman. And I think Moonstruck is, is it like a. I think Moonstruck is like a vampire comedy starring Cher, but I've never actually. Seen, and maybe a young Jim Carrey. That might be the one that he's in. That sounds really interesting. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. Even though, I've only seen it once. My dad really wanted to see it, and when we did see it. He told me he was disappointed in it. But it does stick in my mind, especially Williams' routines as the DJ. So I got to go Good Morning Vietnam for those reasons. Dude, I just want to point out, though, uh, Emperor's New Groove is our generation. But I mean, I watched it. Okay, but, like, that's literally your, your time period. Anyway, we finished. Yeah, and for some reason, mine says, Girl sitting at high school cafeteria table while Lindsay Lohan approaches in Mean Girls. What? It looks like a synopsis of a picture, like the alt text for an Instagram post, but there's no picture. I'm trying to scroll. Oh, down. I have a picture. Yeah, no, I, I can scroll down. I'm just saying that's what I get when I first. Yeah, yeah, I have page. a picture. It is the lunchroom cafeteria uh, scene from the Eagles. I don't want to tell me those alts. Yeah, this thing has no idea. Gobble, what's yours? Because I, I, I think based on the picture, I think my. 18 or below. Same. Same. <laughs> We're all 18! Or below! <laughs> Literally, only one We're going to assume you took a guess on some of the older Fuck movies. Fuck you. What do you mean, take a guess? Like, we were supposed to guess which is bad. It just said pick a movie. I don't know. <laughs> you obviously didn't actually see it. It's like this movie wasn't popular. popular. This no wasn't you really like a this. movie. <laughs> we fooled you. <laughs> Either way, your choices indicate that you have some youthful sensibilities. I guess that means the ones you picked from yesterday are really stood the test of time, then. This is very contradictory and completely inaccurate. Instead of giving us movies from like 
It got it right for Dylan. Yeah. One out of three. So like I said, this may be one of those things where it really doesn't get it right. It's just clickbait to get you to click on it and scroll through 50 fucking pages and see all the ads. It still has put movies from different years. Like, at, at the same questions. Every question, pick a movie, and then, yeah. But then again, you're not necessarily going to pick movies from your time period. There's plenty of movies from yeah. before y'all were born. And I would pick, like, 80s and 90s movies a lot. I've seen a lot of those. We've been going for a while. That quiz was very, very long. I think that's more than enough for an episode. What do y'all think? Yeah. Right. Like I said, I still have several more lists we can do on an upcoming episode. I know we have more stuff planned, a lot of anniversary stuff coming this year. We mentioned some of it. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, you'll hear it as we go along, so make sure you stick with us all year long. Um, make sure you check out our Patreon, too, patreon.com slash lexiconpodcast. Uh, get yourself some cool incentives while helping out the podcast. You can get access to uh, bonus shows, abilities to uh, shape our future episodes, and also a monthly sticker drawn by our own Lexi. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I will ask you to please come back when the conversation will continue, but until then, I am and will continue to be Maddie. Lexi. Dylan. And this is Lexi Concluded. Bye! Bye.